0: with michael rosenbaum ryan i bit my tongue like a week ago and it's making me talk differently sometimes and sometimes on, on certain vowels <laughs> and when i swallow it feels like i have a sore throat but i don't what the hell man i know you guys are bored out of your mind <laughs> not a way to start the podcast but don't do that if you have to talk for a living oh, guys my Gosh, i know man i have have a, a tendency to just bite my tongue I should bite my tongue more often. You know what I mean? With the stuff I say. Hey, all right. How are (laughs) you? Hey, lady. Uh, Hey, this weekend, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Steel City Con. You got to go. It's going to be a riot. I mean, Chevy Chase is going to be there. Beverly D'Angelo. You got to go. I'm going to be there with Kristen Kruk. It's going to be fun. We'll see you there. And we're doing a show. Stage it. Go to stage it dot com s-t-a-g-e-i-t dot com or you can go to sunspin.com and get tickets to see our show they're, they're pretty much free but we're doing a christmas show on sunday december 18th 2 p.m and 6 p.m uh, we're going to play some music from the new album, the old album from Left on Laurel, maybe a Christmas song or two. We're going to be jolly. We hope you join us for our Christmas special uh, December 18th. Also, go to sunspin.com. Right now, you can get this the new album out. It's out now, but it's not streaming yet. So if you want keep keepsake, get a cool CD. If you want it signed, we got shirts. We got uh, T-shirts, uh, mugs, calendars. Go to sunspin.com, get all that. You could also book the band. And I'm on Cameo for the holidays. That's it for me. Uh, we got a great guest today. Uh, make sure you follow us on our socials, Ryan. At Inside
1: of You Pod, on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast, on Instagram and Facebook.
0: That's it? Yeah. We got a great guest today. I mean, Sam Yeager. I didn't know a lot about him. And it's amazing how much you learn. I fell in love with this guy. He's amazing. I mean, uh, Devil in Ohio, um, The Handmaid's Tale, He's done so much, been in a lot of movies. You're going to recognize him when you see him. I know that guy. What a great story he has to tell. I know Ryan Mm -hmm. really enjoyed this, especially. I text Sam, I think, after and said, Ryan really liked this. It was good. Uh, Yeah, you don't always like stuff as much as I do. I liked this one a lot. You did. Yeah. So let's get inside of Sam Yeager. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. inside of you with michael rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience it's always good and you know I, you like just meeting you you're walking up the street and i'm like you know you could have parked in the driveway but i don't have your number because your publicist of course or your agent they didn't you know yeah i should have said park in the driveway but you know then you're walking up you're kind of what, what kind of cheap podcast yeah. is this i got not with that sweet ride in the
1: drive i was gonna like i wasn't gonna ride. compete with that it's a new Ooh. truck man yeah. that is a new electric a truck i do love it i'm happy for you Do you- and <laughs> the you. world more people like you driving world. obnoxiously large cars that don't <laughs> pollute i mean it doesn't pollute no yeah it's all electric yeah it's fantastic do you still
0: like uh i mean you're like in your 40s mm-hmm. you're married you have four kids yeah do you still have certain things that you 're like a, a like a boy still like you like your like things you're like your oh yeah like do you like any kind of toys or memorabilia or
1: because like, then uh, you look
0: around my house you obviously see that so yeah, it's awesome you know I'm 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 the I'm the bachelor yeah you know it's well I got
1: you know it's uh man that's a good question I keep I keep I uh, I keep trying to make movies and when I start to make movies I always end up buying a, an old car and so I right now for this one indie film that I'm kind of in the early stages of, I was like, you know, this, this character has a specific car he needs to drive. And so I went out and met this hippie out in Altadena who was selling a 1965 white Mustang that was so beat up. It's like, you know, he found it in, you know, in Lompoc with like a paint can stuck to the hood and <laughs> Right. And I was like, well, this is perfect for, you know, but it stayed in my driveway for a very long time. So I'm a, I'm a, a I guess a, not a, re, a reluctant car collector, but an accidental car collector because that right. will come and sit. And and I did a feature film my first 12 years ago where uh, the- Take ca- me home. Yeah. The character gets into a cab and talks the cabbie into driving her across the United States. And I was like, well- I'm just going to buy a cab. So we bought a cab, the crew and I, like the the week before we started shooting. Actually, we started shooting. We didn't even have the cabs. And then we finally got it and we drove it all the way across the country. It had 325,000 miles on it. For and the film, you actually
0: the, drove we this actually,
1: cab. The crew went across the country yeah. with it with you. Yeah. Yeah. Six, uh, six crew members and my wife and I. And uh, yeah. So after that experience, I had, you know, I just drove the, taxi cab around for a couple of years and and you know you kept the the taxi yeah it was my main transport you know around town and it had the writing on it and all that (laughs) stuff yeah in fact one time i went to a meeting at sony and i was driving around the parking lot i was late this thing and i'm driving around this woman stops the car this is in this sony you know four-story parking lot and she goes i roll down the window she goes can you take me to my car (laughs) and i go of course uh well i'm i mean th- i'm not a real cab driver she, i'm a am just going to a she goes oh you're an actor in a taxi cab okay well can you take me to my car anyway and i said yeah sure hop you did so i drove this woman around like six floors she couldn't figure out where her car was and i dropped her off and uh you know and then was even later to the the meeting but uh, that's hilarious. It worth it.
0: I mean. Yeah. Just to keep your taxi and driving a taxi all around town. Yeah. And how old
1: were you? This was twelve years ago. Yeah, it was eleven Yeah, was, years. yeah I think I was. Did I have? Yeah, I was. I was thirty something, early 30s. i I'll tell you, it is. I I, I actually
0: directed a, a little independent raunchy comedy that you know didn't cost a ton of money to make, and I wrote it, directed, starred in it, just like you. Yeah. And when I read that you did this and take me home, and your wife is in it, Amber. Yeah. I thought. I got to ask him how, I mean, cause this, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. I don't know how Truly. I survived. Everybody was talking to me, trying to talk me out of it. They're like, you won't have enough energy to move. No. You'll be so exhausted. You won't. And there were a couple of days where I thought I'm not, I'm, I'm saying this. It sounds like I'm sure. Kidding. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. I thought I was going to just collapse and they're going to bring me to the hospital.
1: Yeah. There's an enormous sense of panic. It's one thing. It's funny. Cause a couple years later I directed an episode of parenthood. Yeah. And, um, in this one day, where we had a process trailer, we were shooting the, you know, interiors of a car with this giant, you know, the car is on a giant truck bed, and you know, at one point we turn around, and the 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 energy of the car collapses, you know, the 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 truck, uh, uh, the electricity just goes out, the car shuts down. We're mid U-turn and everybody in the crew is flipping out. Oh my gosh, we I mean, we this is crazy. We got to move this stuff around and everybody's in a panic and I thought, "Well, this is this is new for me because the cops are actually helping us. They're stopping traffic and instead of us having to run from the cops, which is usually the scenario when you're in an indie film, you're like, all right, we're gonna steal this scenario. We're gonna steal this shot. It's 11 o'clock at night. You guys look that way, make sure there's no cop cars. You guys look that way, make (laughs) sure there's no cop cars. So to be in this set where I'm like, oh no, we're legal here and we have people, we have patrol officers protecting us from, this is like, this is fine, this is cake. This is, that's
0: funny you say that because I remember I, I directed an episode of Smallville and it was before I directed a movie, yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is great, this is easy." But little did I know, it's easier because at, there's every department is working with. They know yes. what to do. They know where to be. They know what to do, and it makes your life
1: tremendously easier. Just the fact that there is a department, you exactly. Know? And you're not like, wait, who, who do we have food for these people? Oh man, yeah. It was.
0: It was. I remember like day one filming our movie called back in the day and we're uh the first ad comes up to me and I go what's the problem they go uh the crew and everybody has been standing in line waiting for lunch to be ready for like 15 minutes and it's not ready oh that hurts and I was like it was like in the it's an independent movie and I'm in Indiana and so we had to talk to them and say hey food has to be ready at exactly this time there's no other and we just were behind and it's just like but when you're doing TV the Parenthood you probably were like this is a hell of a lot easier
1: yeah yeah, no problem yeah is it
0: day was it really difficult was it the hardest thing you've ever done directing an independent and being the star in it and all that yeah Uh, yeah work-wise other than raising children that's far and away the hardest well what about working with your wife too Was that did that
1: put a kind of a well she's a she was a great sport you know, like <laughs> I mean, I was uh, you know we were always every day was like a new thing, and uh, I I I was uh, no actor should have put up with what I put her through. I mean, it would be like, hey guys, we gotta we were shooting this scene in the forest because we had to shift over because it was raining somewhere else, and so I was like, hey, we got this scene where you're digging through the mud trying to get your purse that you chucked into the woods. So we we I just i'm guessing there's poison ivy here everybody get socks on and uh honey you're (laughs) just gonna have to just do it we'll try and clear it out don't worry about Uh, the lime and she got poison ivy so bad that by the time we had driven out to utah we couldn't shoot half of her face (laughs) are you serious yeah because the poison ivy had reached her face and so we were like all right can't shoot amber's left side so uh (laughs) and the whole time she was just trying to navigate as best and she was fine you guys didn't fight you didn't bicker. no no i mean she at, at one point she was just like hey i just need to i need to i just need a little space here just because i'm doing the best i can but i'm i'm right. itching and we need to go to urgent care to get shots from my, you know good lord yeah but but, yeah. but it, on the whole you know i had the whole crew was like, "Oh, that was far and away the best experience of my life." You know, they look back on it as this incredible trip across country. Our our sound guy was uh, this uh, short uh, Spaniard. Who is that offensive Spaniard? I don't think. Okay, so. good. Think that's right. Uh, I don't know what else you would call I, a I person from Spain. Okay, um, I don't know. Don't ask me. Okay, good. Well, we'll stay offensive. <laughs> then. Stay offensive. Um, But he was, the only reason he took the job was he had never seen our country. And so he had wanted to see a, the United States. And so, you know, traveling with him, he was just, everybody was like, that was a marvelous experience. And I thought, wow. well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Cause I was just- <laughs> I hated it. I was That's the same thing.
0: Uh, the crew was like, this is the best experience. The cast was just the best experience I've ever had. Uh, you know some of the crew got arrested for you know drinking and getting up you know and it was just it was like oh my god the producer is great because they kept me away from all the shit that was going that's, down that's i pivotal. mean it was there was a lot of shit going on <laughs> and I mean, people were effing everybody it, you, yeah people people effing people <laughs> um <laughs> But you direct something like Parenthood. Now, you did a—you probably acted like you know, I read something like 100 episodes you acted in, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And when you're directing Craig T. Nelson right. and these other actors, was it... Was a little bit since you're working with them so much that you felt like oh I had to prove myself because I felt like that yeah. I had to show them that I know what I'm doing you're you're in good hands trust me did you feel like there was a sort of yeah I think a little bit
1: yeah no um uh you know and also I knew that some of them wanted to direct and were, you know looking down that so I think there was there was a a light competition maybe in in were you the first that got to direct I was the first and then Dax no, no, Peter Krause had directed the year before us. So, and I think, you know, people are worried once somebody, one of the actors directs and all of a sudden all the other actors want to direct and it's yes. not really their passion, but they were like, well, that's an opportunity I should take. Right. And uh, I had, you know, I, if it weren't for take me home, I I wouldn't have gotten the job, you know, but I had proven that, hey, this guy can tell a story and he's passionate about right. it. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was challenging and, uh, you know, uh, to add to that um, on the second day of shooting, um, we were like, hey uh, somebody said, hey uh, Ron Howard's showing up today and Ron Howard had never he was an exec on the show. It was you know yeah. derived from his his movie and he hadn't been on the on the set yet. And, uh, everybody was like, oh my gosh, what is Ron, I was coming to, you know, like we set up this whole, and we had a big family scene with all the actors in it. And, uh, everybody, I remember somebody coming up to me and saying, well, are you, are you nervous? And I said, well, not, I mean, what's he going to do? Ron, like Ron Howard, we've been making money for him for a couple of years. He's going to show up on set and be like, "That's a bad choice." No, <laughs> yeah. he's going to be like, "Wow, this is great. I'm glad you guys are. I love the show, and I'm I'm glad you guys are carrying on and carry on." So, and that's
0: what he did. Yeah, that's what he did. He was great. He was great. Was he like, "Oh, so you're the director here. You're in. You're the actor. Yeah, great. yeah, that's great.
1: Uh, what are you doing here? Did he ask you what you were doing?" And like, how well, are you gonna- we had yeah, we had a family scene, and it's you know, it's a big messy family scene. So I think it was fun for him to see. You know we shot that show so fast it was three cameras and the, the everybody yeah. was mic'd and so everybody could overlap and it has just that that energy which is is fun to be a part of
0: this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. i don't know how many times i have to talk about this but it's so important if you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do it's going to come out and it's not going to come out and you know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra. Uh, Between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services, it's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the
1: app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest they'll deal with the customer service for you. And I like that.
0: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. Was anyone difficult? Like, you don't have to say their name, but was any of them just, it was like they were, it was a challenge to direct them. They were like, they- Yes, sure. was.
1: Sure. But, you know, you- it's 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 more difficult because i knew them so there were certain times there people would try to um get out of work or say hey can i i don't know why i'm in this scene can i just not be in this scene or you know and you'd have to work around their personalities that if if i weren't a cast member they would just be like well okay i'll just show up and do my work but right. since they know me they're like i don't know if i i don't really i don't really, i don't think i'm really, really needed in need. this scene i was like yeah uh, yeah
0: they And was, you just you had to kind of suck it up when yeah. you wanted to say dude just
1: this is just, my first time directing the show just fucking do your, just job. do your job yeah yeah oh and also it'd be like you know it, you're just i'm gonna have you done by 11 a.m that's you know so if you could just give me a morning you can have coffee, come to set, and by the time you're done with your coffee, you get to go home. So just give me that. Was it? A, I'm guessing it was a male character. It was not.
0: It wasn't. No. God, it I'm was so not. wrong. No. All no. right. Well, I won't say anything else. No. no I won't. It was I won't not. put you on the spot here. But look, you've like I, I'm already from just talking to you. I could see what like a, a nice guy. You have this easygoing disposition. You're, you're chill. I could see why people want to work with you. I would see why you're still married after all these years. <laughs> you're just a calm sort of, you can listen. And when you walked in here before we started rolling, you said, I, you know, I, I have ADD. I have attention deficit disorder. Yeah. And I was like, well, I have attention deficit disorder. There's no way you have attention deficit disorder. We but, can't but all have it. How is this possible? <laughs> what, what do you think of when you think like, you know, when they say you have ADD? right okay sam you have add what makes that a reality to you what is it that makes you have add
1: uh well it's you know it's funny i i'm i have a son who was diagnosed with it and to look back on how i kind of skated through kind of accidentally or haphazardly through high school and stuff what would have been a very tough time you know it was still hard to focus in school but I I I was in cross country because my brother ran cross country and I think that you know running stabilizes your brain in a way and I also you know when I was 12 years old I went and saw Dead Poet Society and I came out of that movie and I said to my best friend I was like yeah that's what I want to do I want to do that I want to act and I've just pursued that ever since you know for better or worse and uh and so that was very clear you know if, if you know what you want it's much easier to deal with something like you know uh distractions and and but uh but on like i was explaining to my wife this summer you know we we um remodeled our house recently and we have uh a bunch of projects that i was like okay i'll build the shelves here don't worry about that and i'll build this and so but i'll be building a desk or something and i will literally have to tell myself as i'm cutting with the jigsaw sam you're cutting with a jigsaw you are still cutting with the jigsaw. Look at your hand, look at your other hand. Don't cut that hand. Continue <laughs> to cut, and now you're done. Otherwise, I'm just gonna be halfway through cutting a board and be like, oh, well, there they go. There go. My, there's my ring finger, <laughs> Come it's on, gone. is it that bad? It, it can be, yeah. That's Where, really? I, I mean, for example, this morning, <laughs> I was thinking, uh, my wife, I turned, uh, I, I wanted to make a little more coffee because uh, as you can tell, uh, you know, um, you haven't even touched your coffee. I know, age. but I'm, I'm, I'm going to start drinking. It. You made it for me, and I thank you. There's a sip thing this where is, you don't even have to take that off. But I'm worried that it's too hot because it's... Oh, right, well, go ahead. I don't want to burn. Take it off. Okay, well, thank you. Do whatever you want. I'm your just, coffee. No, I'll find out. I'll drink it like this. But to, <laughs> to, to, this is a point, being distracted. This morning, I put the pot of uh, uh, under the water filters in our kitchen I turned it on and was talking to my wife and halfway through it filling up because I was making a pot of coffee she turned it off and I and it was just like I don't know if you want to call a microaggression or whatever but I was like what the why the hell she turned my water off and then I flashed to all the times that I had turned the water on and left the room and then come back to a flooded countertop you know like the the water fills up on the cup and then it fills spills out under you know like probably we've only been in our home uh not even a year and i've probably flooded the counter about five or six times with really just turning the water on and being like oh i know what i gotta do i gotta go write that email and you know that's uh do yeah. you ever walk into a room
0: and go i forgot why i'm here every room
1: every room every room, <laughs> room. To, yeah and yeah. I, and every room i can't leave because i find myself saying oh well i'm just gonna do this now that i'm here All Right? yeah
0: are there other things? Have you ever dealt with uh depression or anxiety or just ADD? Oh sure, yeah, that's you have.
1: My, that's my bread and butter. Really? Oh
0: yeah. Well, well welcome to the club. Yeah, Ryan's here too. <laughs> oh man, let's do it, guys. No, but this is like, a place. I, you
1: know, because were you were you popular growing up? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, I was, I was, uh but I was a uh, popular and an outsider. I think always because I didn't feel. Um, I didn't you know I loved growing up in Perrysburg Ohio and I had I grew up across the street from a baseball diamond and I a, a plenty of friends but I just um man I I think seventh grade eighth grade where my son is now at his age I'm just that did me in you know just feeling like I needed to belong somewhere and I don't know where I belong uh theater, you felt like that in seventh yeah. and eighth grade you oh, felt yeah. like you
0: just didn't have a yeah like you didn't have a purpose sort of or yeah
1: i was just kind of aimless and 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 i think i just got lonelier and lonelier because i didn't like the way trying to be popular made me feel so i didn't want to go down that road and i i I found theater in high school because i was it was one of those things i was good at and girls recognized me for doing uh adequately enough and um and i could just i could commit to that i could go after school and build sets and that that was a tangible thing you know yeah and uh it was a safe place but i i mean i felt i felt ugly i, I had terrible acne and really yeah that's yeah. so difficult
0: oh it was, that's yeah, really it was difficult you had bad bad acne
1: yeah painful yeah and you know i think i spent a couple of years feeling you know un, unlovable and uh You know, that's that I I think that I'm grateful for it in many ways. But it's funny, my wife is always like my with our our middle son particularly, she's he's he's like a cherub. He's like a living cherub, like with the the bow and arrow and everything. And um and my wife will turn to me sometimes and be like, I swear to God, the woman that breaks his heart, the first girl that breaks his heart in high school. I Amber, I mean, that's like that's 10 years down the road you're already you're already spiting this poor girl like i want my kids to have heartbreak because i think that molds us in a way and it makes me it certainly made me appreciative of 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 where i am in life at all at any given moment you know yeah it could always be way worse because i remember when it was you know and uh and i think that's but i think i think depression is something that you you deal with um you know, it's, it's. Throughout life. Throughout I mean, it's life. something that you just kind of ebbs and flows.
0: It just yeah. sort of, all of a sudden you feel like, God, I feel really sad. I, yeah. I've done that where, you know, I remember like, it was like probably a year and a half ago or something. I My assistant Jessica at the time, she was downstairs and I walked in, I go, "Good morning, how are you? She goes, good. And I go, I think I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. And she looked at me, she goes, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> should I call Dr. Kraussman? like wow. yeah yeah i think i should talk to someone i just yeah. there's just all of a sudden you just feel this and you're like what's why do i feel like this there's yeah. no reason i just thought i had a good time the other night and i thought i totally. and then all of a sudden nothing
1: seems kind of fun and you get in a hole and, and you, it's amazing how quickly it happens two days ago you're I, I was euphoric and then yesterday i was like oh lord what what is happening here for for me i don't know if did you grow up uh in the in the church at all or no you know? so i grew up going to church every day i sang in the church choir from like sixth grade till christ the up. lord has risen today that's, every one of them i knew them all <laughs> and I, I could probably sing them all verbatim but and in even the the lesser like even like growing up in the church you listen to like amy grant and michael w smith like that's the bread and butter oh, and yeah. and so a lot of a lot of really painful soft pop music <laughs> is still that's just, what, I like. That's what I, I like so i mean and maybe that's part of the depression i don't know maybe that's knowing that i've got several michael w smith songs in the back of my mind just loop on what a was loop. his big hit and a friend's a friend forever because the lord's a lord of them that was my oh, my, my oh. oldest sister had that on a cassette tape a, a loop and it would flip over and it would play that song for 60 minutes oh my just gosh. non-stop oh so my yeah but that might not even have been his hit but it was that was what is stuck in my brain i tend to play
0: sad songs all the time and yeah. i'll you know and i told my therapist this and they go okay and i go you know that song um are you gonna stay with the one who loves you oh yeah or are you going back <laughs> to the one you love and i just it's like glenn fry old 80s glenn fry oh. and i go i just i feel like i play these songs all the time and they're like she goes well i don't i don't want you playing these songs all the time i don't want you to play them on repeat it's okay if you want to listen to the song yeah. but if you're playing the song over and over you're like living in this looped sad yes. world that you want to live in you're creating this world for yourself you've got to get out of that yeah you've got to stop yourself put on some happy music or something a little bit different yeah go outside to, you, it's almost like sometime when we're feeling depressed we just like embellish it or whatever sure. i don't know what the word
1: is but we kind of live in it like going yeah. look at me i feel sad for myself right and that loop is so dangerous because one thing that a diagnosis does is it feels like a life sentence, right? Like you said, we'll we'll have it forever. But it doesn't mean we'll have it every moment forever. And it also doesn't mean we, you know, there's a possibility, you know, I there are moments in my life where I'm much more where depression is clings to me and follows me. And then there are moments where I, I think, is it that I I was di you know diagnosed with it and that just lingers and so every default sad thought I have it goes back to well that's because you're,
0: you're you, you have you're, depression you, you have depression you're depressed so you're yeah. allowed to feel this So this is how you should yeah this feel. is how you should feel well, well, yeah you know yeah yeah
1: and I and I, I I struggle with that quite a bit you know what is what is depression what is just a label i had attached to any sad feeling I have right but for me, the 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 real depression going back to the church, I think, derived from this feeling of of there being a, an afterlife and the comfort that that gave as a kid. And now that I don't believe that there's necessarily a heaven, um, that it it makes everything you know. There's that uh, that underlies everything for me, and that's that's been a hard pill to swallow it's been that's that's my life's pursuit is to try and i do everything i can to try and get to the other side of that and make peace with there being a god or not being a god and that's a you know that's a daily struggle
0: that's kind of convoluted isn't it, it it's is. like you want to believe we yeah. want to believe that there's there's something else that sure. there's a peace that there's i mean we all want that and then a lot of people are just like i i don't really believe the atheists I mean, I have a lot of friends who call themselves atheists. You're not an atheist. You believe in nothing. You have no faith in anything. What's the point? I I mean, it's just like, have faith in something. (laughs) Yeah. And then there are those people who just have faith because I I must have faith because otherwise I'll go to hell. Right. (laughs) And it's like, well, that's not real faith. Yeah. If you're just pretending to have faith. Yeah. So I try to really think that, hey, there is something more. This is just one step along the way, right? Whatever that is, whatever you think, whatever you think, there's a heaven or they think there's this other universe that you kind of transcend into yeah, uh, spiritually. I think that, you know, for me anyway, I mean, I speak for myself, but I, I think that there, there, I have these thoughts that there is something else yeah. that, Hey, let's, while we're here, You try to have memories memories are all we have and you try to be a good person you give to other people yeah that's that you try to do the right thing yeah and we don't always do the right thing so don't be so hard on yourself right and that's i beat myself up constantly Mm. and that's that's tough do you do you ever like have have you with all the work because we'll get into that i mean you've done so much work and so much good work You know, normally you. when people say "What have you done?" I name a couple of things, <laughs> but then, <laughs> but you, Parenthood, Handmaid's Tale, Why Women Kill, Traffic Behind Enemy Lines, Hearts War, Devil in Ohio. It's just like it goes on. I'm like looking, looking at the list. But had there has there ever been a moment during all this where anxiety sort of takes over, or you kind of feel like uh, I don't have control of it? I'm too nervous. I'm too. Or can you is, is acting something that calms you? Is it something that? You, you it's you, you get away from that. It's sort of calm. Yeah. The acting
1: work is comforting, but you know, <laughs> you know as well as I do that that is the reward you get for just years of rejection. And so, you know, mm-hmm. I I have my son, my oldest son loves Legos and he I was like, hey, there's this Lego competition. You know, he's like, Dad, um Lego has this set building competition. If we build a new set, we can win these bigger Lego sets. I was like, wow, that sounds pretty cool. He got a few days into it. I said, well, I'd be in the, he wanted to do it with me. And I said, well, yeah, let's build something cool. And we got a couple of days in and he got really down on it and, and he's, cause he had seen what other people had built. And he's like, I said, what, something's rubbing against you. What's going on here? Something's troubling you. He's like, well, I just don't know why we should start. Cause we're just gonna lose. And I said, mm. I said, buddy, um, that's my job. My job is loss. All I do is lose. That's my career. It's hundreds of jobs that I imagine getting, I prepare to get, and I don't get. And then the reward I get for accepting loss over and over again is eventually I get to do, you know, I get to act. And, and then when that's done, then i go back to feeling like you know like a you loser. said like i go back to being a loser absolutely <laughs> it. yeah I, well, and you know that it, you talk about anxiety i mean two days ago i was like man i gotta i gotta find i gotta carve out more time in the week to to write and work because i always feel like the last the, the last job i had was the last job you know that's it's tough
0: too and especially When you have a family to take care of. Yeah. And you're like, I have to now, now now I'm giving you all the anxiety. Now you're like, oh shit. Oh, I have a family. You're not, yeah,
1: you're preaching to the choir. I
0: mean, are you someone, are you pretty specific in what you want to do? Are you open to anything? I mean, I, I, so last night I'm watching TV. Okay. I'm watching football. Sunday, it's football. Mm -hmm. Well, it's Tuesday now. So two days ago I was watching football because this air is on Tuesday. right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I'm watching it and I see, oh, an all new this show coming up, followed by this show, followed by this show and this show, an all new number one show of NBC. And I looked at my friend next to me and I go, I never want to do any of those shows ever, no, ever, no, ever. No. And, you know, but if you would have rewound years before and I wasn't working and I, I, I had a family or whatever, I'd be like, "I I'd love to be on any of those shows. Yeah. But it, thankfully you get, you know, there's a time when you can, you can choose. Right. But do you feel like you can choose a lot more lately? I mean, cause doing parenthood for years, yeah. that probably helped you a lot. You had a little nest egg yes, and this and that, and some things that give you a little bit of a nest egg. Then you do, passion projects like handmaid's tale which you're probably not getting paid a ton because it's hbo and you're just lucky to be on that show (laughs) you know they make you feel like that like oh this is hbo we're not gonna pay you yeah you just you're lucky you're on this show yeah well huh hulu oh it's hulu yeah handmaid's tales hulu yeah yeah sorry it's one of those but you know what i mean yeah but um i don't know where i was going with this but sort of like do you get to do you are you choosy are your agents like what about this what about that and you're
1: like why are you sending me this it's this not what I want to do are you able to do that I can do that a little more uh but you know now the parameters are you know I'm I was on the way out I was it, all it takes is standing in customs for a couple hours to <laughs> for me to have a life crisis and you know I emailed my team I was like hey guys I can't work in I can't work in Canada again. Uh, not this year. Just because <laughs> I've been away from my family for most yeah. of COVID. My wife is tackling taking on three maniacs at home and and uh that's a lot. It's a lot. And I want to be uh, so if we can find a job that works in town, great. Even in the states, great, you know. And uh you know, that said, there's very few jobs like that. And and not for nothing, but you know, I'm at a point where I, I I'm never going to i thought i was going to stop competing but there's there's always other actors you know even in our our age it's never ends it never ends and now it's because television is where it's at i i compete against bigger name film stars so you know there's a there's a, a a a kind of a sweet spot where i reside where people are like well we can't get this guy but we can get this guy i've always been that guy
0: they can't get this guy so let's give it to that guy or this guy we're firing so yep. let's hire this guy totally which is you know which is fine it's a great project you know sometimes yeah. you luck out you're like oh yeah. man i'm glad i did that
1: totally It was funny i was talking with uh lizzie uh elizabeth moss on uh the handmaid's tale and i said you know what's funny is uh i uh i don't know if you've had this experience but i i there have been moments where i've been only a few times have i been offered a role but it was after they had offered to someone else. And I, I lucked into being, you know, I I was nosy and I was like, hey, who who was the who was the first guy offered? And and um, in one instance it was Owen Wilson. Oh, and great. the other instance oh, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And the other instance it was um Ewan McGregor. I thought, well, geez, if I'm getting there sloppy seconds, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, and and Lizzie goes, oh yeah, once, um, uh, there was a job that, uh, uh, Kate Winslet couldn't do, and they offered me, and I was like, sure, I was like, wow, yeah, okay, I guess I'm not to that level, but that's pretty sweet. (laughs) Yeah, okay, cool. So there's all these tiers of you know, yeah, you know, we're, you know, it's tough though because you're right, they don't, but.
0: There's not a lot of... I mean, most things shoot somewhere else because of the tax benefits. Right. right. so they shoot now. Shoot in Nashville, North Carolina, and right. Louisiana, and all these places that, you know, it's just easier. So, But you're still away from your family. Yeah. And it's tough. It's yeah. definitely tough. Um, I mean, that's got to be a big thing. I think that's why a lot of people probably get divorced in this mm. industry. Oh, yeah. Just because they're away. And then they kind of or start... Things aren't going well, and they start talking to some other guy on set. Right. Or the DP, or the yeah whatever yeah and things happen so uh did that worry you at all when you you know you, i mean you met your wife pretty young yeah. right how oh, old yeah. were you
1: hi uh college we were college you've known each other since college we were best friends when we graduated college and and joked about how easy and convenient it would be for us to fall in love and then about a year later we fell in love it was pretty wild and then it's just it was a nightmare for a couple of years trying to figure out what that meant and uh and then we just you know we got married we had all we had gotten all of our best fights out of the way and uh <laughs> you know now there's just now now we just they're expedited now it's just like wait what the hell's your problem okay this is my problem okay i need five minutes okay i'm sorry okay who's gonna take the no yelling school? yeah well oh no, well, there's, there's, the she's yelling. Yelling. there's sure. yelling sure who's but the, the yelling you or her it's her she's the yeller she's the yeller. you're kind of calm uh yeah and she hates that she hates it. Yeah. Well, and also, and also, and also, like I had learned from my parents that you know I had learned my dad kind of viewed the world through rose-colored glasses, and my mom had a coping skill which was like, "That's it. I, I don't want to talk about it." So when my wife, you know, get, wants to deal with an issue, she wants to deal with it at that second. And a lot of times, especially in my twenties when we were in our having our best fights, it was like uh, I, I would finally yell, like, I don't know how I feel. I have no idea how I feel. So I just need a minute, you know, cause I had never been bombarded with trying to figure out how I felt. I would just feel something and, you know, smash it down in the back of my brain and never have to deal with it. So finally, you know, I think one of the reasons we, we work so well together is we have these different, you know, if we were both raging, that would be pretty bad, and yeah. so a lot of times somebody's got to be the calm one. Someone's got to be the calm one. Yeah, and sometimes it's her, you know, because I've had to I've had to up my fight game. You know, <laughs> I've had to be like, okay, well, just to get my point across, I have to raise my voice. So. My
0: friend just ta- he just got married. I'm not going to mention any names <laughs> okay. because you know there's a okay. anywho. Um, he said to me, "I go, how's it going?" And he looked at me, and goes, "I got to tell you, she's really taught me how to fight, ah. how to really fight." And I go. Oh, is it is that the the, that's a good thing. Is that the best thing you can say? That's when (laughs) you're in trouble. That's when you're in trouble. She's
1: teaching me how to stand up for myself. Well, that's good what that's good. (laughs) I I think so. But you also want to have that moment where, you know, there to her credit, there were you know big fights where I'd be like, I don't know how I feel. I just need a few minutes, and my wife would go, fine. And she would walk off, and then she would come to her senses, and I'd come to my senses. It's you know there's there's damage that can be done but there's also a lot of repair and you have to you have to focus on how how to repair after an argument and and we do that really well having a fight probably
0: you know if they're sort of intermittent if they're sort of they don't happen very often right it could be good for a relationship. Sure. You kind of get it out. You're like, all right, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, oh, no, hey, this is great. <laughs> yeah. If it's all the time, it's just I've had, you know, I, mostly I've had good relationships for the most part where it's not re- screaming at each other or. Yeah you know I've had a relationship where someone was just like um oh, I'm gonna leave I don't want I don't want to talk about this oh yeah that's and it's rough. just like oh man okay, yeah. so you're, now you're like all right so you're you're immature you don't want to have a conversation about this and that's right I don't like your tone
1: right now I'm gonna leave oh like, yeah
0: oh, oh, like, this is my tone so <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah. I talk
1: yeah you know the, the thing I love about having a, a partner that's like wait you're dealing I, I can see that expression what's that about is there's no there's no passive aggressivity. We don't have room for it. It's literally like she will pick up on every expression, even before I know how I feel. She'd be like, "What? That's not okay. Something, something." And i will be like, "Oh, Jesus Christ! I thought I was gonna just get in the car. Okay, here's <laughs> here's the here's the problem. This is you know this is how I feel, and then and then we deal with it. But yeah, but there there are moments where you're you know yeah you don't want to be in a situation where you're just like she really taught me how to fight yeah you know because yeah. yeah yeah have you
0: ever uh have you ever said oh fuck you
1: oh sure yeah. you have yeah. fuck
0: off are you kidding <laughs> yes you- <laughs> that's so healthy too because <laughs> yeah but you don't call each other names no you don't say no. you bitch no no Yeah, no. you know it's more like fuck off oh, this is ridiculous what the fuck are we talking about that kind of exactly stuff. i get you. exactly i get you do you like playing bad guys i'm just gonna go right into let's it let's do it
1: uh i do i do
0: uh because you're really uh, good because it's not you yeah you know what i mean it's like not i I look at you and when you play a bad guy it's like you can really turn it
1: on well thanks
0: why women kill
1: yeah those are easy because i feel like i i saw a show recently where the the guy was playing bad and it and it comes across as a person playing bad right and so it's still the same work you know you still have to find what makes this person tick um, it's just what makes them tick is usually narcissism, you know, like yes. a, a, or a, a, a self preservation. And that's at the heart of the, the worst, the worst people on earth. You yeah, know, the, 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 the people we consider bad are usually just extremely self-involved. Yes. And, that uh, that is true. Yeah. And so I think it's fun to kind of explore, explore that, um, rather than jump into a, um you know kind of a judgment you know again one of the things that my wife does so beautifully is she doesn't judge people the way i i did growing up well that person's this way or that person's this way right and so it's allowed me to think more like my wife which is like okay what makes this person tick so you don't you're not judgy i am you are i am but my wife is is not she's far more forgiving you know when to I the meet point someone, to the point where we'll be driving you know and and you know somebody'll cut me off she'd be like well you you know she, at least for years she'd say well you know you never know where they're going. They could be going to the hospital. I'm like, no, Amber, all these people on the freeway cannot all be going to the hospital. Nobody there, there, there's not 10,000 baby deliveries happening right now. I could be pissed about this one. This guy's driving, uh, you know, a 2005 souped up Civic. I'm guessing he's not driving his pregnant wife to the hospital. He's just cutting me off.
0: You know, I have a friend, Tom Lally. He's my best friend of all time. I've known him since I'm 12. We grew <laughs> up together in Indiana. He's like that and dries me up a fucking wall. You know, same thing. He'll be like, uh, I'll be like, that guy just fucking cut me off. And he'll say something like, well, maybe he's
1: not having a great day.
0: Yeah, And I go, oh, shut up. Shut
1: the hell up. up. I'm Now I get to judge you for not judging him. Yeah. And I I remember I've gotten into some fights with him. I'm like, why are you going with him? Why are you always in the middle? When obviously, clearly, I'm right.
0: Why aren't you on my side? You're never on my side, bro. He's like, man, 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 man,
1: Fuck off. Yeah, that's... uh, Well, I will say that, I mean, I guess I have that trait where I, I find, you know, I try to understand all standpoints but my gut re my knee-jerk reaction is usually like what an asshole oh yeah Yeah.
0: or i don't like this person i'm a good judge of character i think when i meet someone i'm like i don't ever want to hang out with them ah that's interesting i don't i know within minutes where i'm like i know who this person is even Uh, though it's judging yeah i just in my heart like the way i feel yeah they're making me feel maybe inadvertently i'm sure it is but i just I, i know like that's, I, I could tolerate this person but i don't want I there's don't want some to red have flags in my here. life yeah
1: really quickly that's interesting yeah i have i have terrible instincts on first meetings really horrifically bad my my one of my closest friends i met granted at 4 45 in the morning handing out keys at the reebok sports club new york and oh, and boy. he was you know and we shook hands and I was like well this guy's a you know i i walked in of course the first day of work to be like hey how are you He was like hey and he, we didn't talk for five minutes by the at the end of those five minutes i was like well i don't want to work with this loser ever again hopefully i don't get another <laughs> shift <with them."
0: laughs> he's you obviously know. tired it's four forty-five tired in the morning. yeah
1: yeah i'm like overeager because i'm like hey how's it going it's, yeah i know it's four forty-five.
0: 45 i guess i'm ready to make you friends know, i'm a great guy right yeah. now let's well, talk yeah. no i don't want no, to you no. have to understand that people don't always they don't they're not on your level that's time. right no, you're right. That's true. Uh, what would you say is the fate? Your favorite role that you've played, and mm. of all these things I've talked about, what is the one that you just think? I got to say this one. This is the oh man. Because there's different questions. I mean, I want to know what's the most challenging role you've played. Yeah. But what's the uh, the role that you really look at and you're like, I just love playing this guy. I uh, want to. I wanted to continue playing this guy.
1: Oh. Uh, there's a, man. There's a lot. You know. It's. Uh, I loved being on Parenthood. I loved I, who that character was. He's very close to who I am. So so. You know. I I also. I like what I learn on certain shows. I guess I don't. I, I, guess I don't, it's not necessarily the character that I, I, I'm like, oh man, I'm going to miss that character. Um, because I, they're still, I, st- I feel like they're still part of who I am. And, but, um, but I, I miss experiences, you know, I miss, and, and, um, Handmaids is a great example of like, I, I have this very particular role. He's kind of stoic and keeps to himself and holds all his cards. and, uh there's a lesson there you know for me which is you know watching Lizzie Moss do her work Mm. there's a stillness and a specificity she has that uh and still a tenacity you know she's present but she's always she's always aware of what the camera is doing and how and her effect on it and I think I can learn from that so I just try to I just keep trying to learn you know really so you
0: learn from everything
1: yeah or else you know What's the point? You know, I've seen, I remember seeing the actors I loved from the seventies do projects that I was like, I don't know what, I mean, this is a paycheck and, uh, that has to be done. Like you said, you got family to care for and stuff. But I, I, I I just want to, I want to keep learning and kind of tricking myself or proving myself in a way that surprises myself and others you know because i because the second you're like well i can i can do this you know that's pretty boring work you know i almost didn't do this uh show devil in ohio that uh came out on netflix last month because it was a contractor and a family man and i and they were like hey they really want you to audition for this and i said well, if they need to see what I'm like in that, there's 103 episodes <laughs> of a show called Parenthood, oh, and they can look at that. Uh, I've done that before. Yeah. yeah. Like, and man, come on, this is easy for yeah, me to do. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, again- and Did people, they do that? No. They were like, well, they, they, they just like to see you. Uh, Sometimes hmm. it's more about- Let's see if we like this guy, right. if we want to
0: work with him. Right. Let's see what he gives us. Let's see his interaction yeah. with us. Is he going to be easy? Is he going to be one of those pains in the asses that's I mean, always calling a, us? A a with. and changing the lines and late to work. Yeah. Oh, he's friendly.
1: Which I, I get. like Sam. So that, this, is it Jaeger or Jaeger? Yeah, that's <laughs> funny. So this is funny. I, I actually had this, this conversation with my team. I read this book um, uh, called Predictably Irrational. And it was all about uh, how the myriad of ways we make decisions and how... Um, we think they're sound, you know, paths, but they're really arbitrary and silly means by which we, we make our decisions. And I said, so guys, these, these people want me to audition for a show. I don't know these people from Adam. But I read this book and one of the things that they said is a good predictor of whether you can, you know, whether people feel invested in you is whether they feel like a connection. I have no connection with these people. So what I need to do is if we can get the creator on the phone, I can talk to her for 10 minutes and then we have a relationship. And that's what we did. I met Daria we talked on the phone and after 10 minutes we hit it off. She had just had a a baby boy. I had three boys. We could talk about that. And uh, I grew up in Ohio so I could talk ad nauseum about growing up in ohio and how specific it is and um and so when i auditioned i I said okay now i'm comfortable to put myself on tape for this and work and so when we did the the audition it was just a work session because she was already invested and so at any given moment i'm always like okay can we get the creator on the phone because that's going to go get me so much further than whatever audition we send out into the ether because i know there's they're seeing 400 tape on this and we're all pretty much the same right and Um, i also think that i've
0: said this before but there's something about when you get an offer for something you're like okay they want me i wonder what kind part of me they want what is what is it they want yeah Uh, and then you're just unsure but if you audition and they like it and they cast you're you like i I know what they want exactly i gave them what they wanted yeah there's some comfort actually in a weird way about auditioning that i i don't like auditioning I'm, i'm not i don't I just have to put a lot of time into it yeah. it's a lot of work it's a lot of work. like i have to put to be my best i need a week yeah i can't audi- i've never even when i wasn't known at all when i wasn't on the spectrum i i would <laughs> my well, that sounds no, <laughs> yeah. well, we can feed into that one <laughs> but my agents would say you know the, I go, listen i'm not I, I i can't do more than one audition in a week maybe yeah. two if it's a monday and a friday right but I just can't I can't I can't multitask I can't I have to stay in this character read for it and then move on yeah that's just something I just if I'm going to be at my best absolutely do you feel like that totally yeah and there are things I put on tape and I'm like
1: "Uh, yeah I mean it's good enough but I don't Mm -hmm. you know
0: have you ever gotten a brawl when you were kind of good enough no I don't think you have to be great yeah you have to do your best you have to walk away saying
1: I fucking killed it that's when you know you have a chance yeah absolutely yeah and there are you know people are like what's the best acting you've ever done not the best role and i said well the best acting i ever did was i put myself i wasn't at it wasn't called for but i put myself on tape for uh the cohen's Macbeth, and i was and that to me is the best i've ever done really and nobody will ever see it you know but i i remember you crushed it, it yeah yeah and I had put in a like you said a solid week of just and those lines aren't easy. No, no, but you know that's it reminds me of the Wilco song, the uh, late great Johnny Ace. No, is that is that the name of it? But it's about the uh, you know like the best life never leaves your lungs, and it's all about these bands that you know that never made it. Yeah, you can't hear it on the radio. Right, and, and I think there's a there's there's a bittersweet quality to that. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you're uh,
0: so you're like you're 45, right? Mm-hmm. Have you had any major loss in your life that's really affected you? Have you dealt with that? Because for me, I've had two real major losses, mm. um, my grandmother and my dog, mm. and those affected me like I never thought they would affect me. I, yeah. I, I, I was just crippled by it. Yeah, I have never cried that hard. I've never felt so much,
1: mm.
0: so much emotion. Have you
1: have you ever had that? well i've lost grandparents i i don't have uh i don't have any grandparents left and they all died at, at pivotal ages when i was ten my my uh, my great or my grandmother uh on my mom's side died uh i guess seven or eight years ago and uh and she was beloved um but i feel like you know i feel like i've a real tragedy you know real um has has evaded me, you know. The, the you expect your your grand yeah, not on everything, um, you know. And I I I know it's coming.
0: That's what's yeah. That's and you the, just
1: can't dwell on it, but you sometimes you get caught up in
0: thinking about things that haven't happened yet. Oh yeah, and you're like, and you can't, you right. can't be thinking about something that hasn't happened. That's right. anxiety, right? And we we do. We're humans. We're like what am I going to do when my mother gets to be there? Oh, who's going to take care of it? What am I, my dad dies. How do I take care of it? I don't like all these things could just make you go crazy. Yeah. And you just can't do that. Yeah. So do you just not think of those things?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I'm able to, it's hard. <laughs> I mean, I, I have a, I, I battle with a sense of hopelessness that I think due to, you know, growing up in church and, uh, and, but I, but anxiety about, other people's deaths. I, I, I think I worry more about death as a whole for all of us than I do about specific loss. I know that my parents will die and, and man, I, I am so grateful to have had them in my life, even up to this day, that, uh, it will always be hard, the idea of losing them, but they, uh, but I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky to yeah. have been born into the family i was born into um losing my children would be unbearable unbearable and so um but what can i do i mean i i can't spend spend my days thinking about panicking about that or else i'll just keep them all inside the house no nope, guys <laughs> you guys are staying with <laughs> no the, one's leaving you guys are staying with the cats <laughs> here's here's uh you know here's the uh kitty litter you guys can use use that keep them all trapped yeah, inside keep them all trapped my brother um my my brothers um adopted a my my niece has uh, autism and and she will have it for her entire life and she's um you know she's she can't speak or she communicates through an ipad and um my brother is you know told me once uh you know we, we talked to a counselor about this and getting ahead of ourselves does us no good what are we going to do when when we're 80 how are we going to take care of her and who's going to take care of her and where does this responsibility lie and and yeah. uh doesn't do us any good no good it'll just destroy us so all we can do is re- react to the day and uh and try to live this day out as fully as we can i have this thing where i do now because i'm just learning
0: from in therapy where it's like a uh what is it called it's called pattern interrupt Mm. pattern interruption Mm -hmm. so when i start thinking about like oh my god you know my dog is four she could whatever she's 12 i only have it for stop yeah stop and then you breathe and you do this thing that i do anyway it's just like it just stop 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 that thought stop because you'll just spiral you'll continue to go down these you know and i just and my mind does go to dark places sure maybe it's because i just watched dahmer the series dying. I don't know what I it is. That's uh it's very that's a dark. tickler. I, oh yeah. my god, it's tough. Um exactly what it is. Uh, um what, what's next for you? I mean Handmaid's Tale still going. Yeah. Right? So that's season three is coming up. And season
1: season five is, is no, se- season five is on right now.
0: Season five?
1: I know. There's yeah. five, and you've been on since season three. I've been on since that's season That's what I meant. Season, season two. Season two. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> know what I meant.
0: It Doesn't matter what I meant. The doesn't fact matter. is the that fact you're on season. I'm five. working.
1: Yes. Uh. Yeah. We're Handmaids is still uh, s- still plugging away. It's crazy. It's a show that you know does better year a- year a- after year, which is rare. You know, usually being on the you know network shows, you're like, wow, we were a big hit in those first three episodes, and then yeah. we skated for five years, and nobody ever mentioned us. And the fact that Handmaids is still, you know, trying to you know provoke and you know yeah and uh people love that show man. they do they do, do they come up to you do you get recognized for that i do yeah you do, do you, yeah. what do you
0: get recognized for your handmaids you get recognized for parenthood obviously yeah
1: people come up to you what else uh Devil in Ohio now. Yeah. Which, which was, and where's uh, that airing? That's on Netflix. That's it just Netflix. came out last month and was the biggest show on Netflix and, Good in God, the world. How are you for, on all
0: these hits after I just, a hit? I mean. You're the guy to go to. We got to, you know, we'll hire someone. We'll fire them. We'll then bring Sam on
1: and the show will become a hit. Take that, Owen Wilson. Yeah, you Owen know? Wilson. <laughs>
0: that's fantastic. Oh, so Handmaid's Tale season five. Yeah. And Devil in Ohio just aired. Yeah. On Netflix. You got it. You could see this guy anywhere. You could also watch Parenthood. Where is that air? On Hulu now? I or? think that's on Peacock. Peacock. Which you that, know that's another thing <laughs> I would say about shows nowadays. You'd think that there's so many shows there's that they need us. That they need me. Because right. before there's just like three networks. Yeah. And you, you know, you're fighting against every actor to get a role. Totally. But now there's 50 networks and there's millions of shows that no one will ever hear oh, have you seen uh chipmunk yeah what chipmunk yeah, yeah it's on uh she shell
1: yeah she Shell. She- yes yeah, it's this new uh, it's a, platform but pl- totally it's next to tubi <laughs> Where, i was on uh i did two shows for cbs all access which now is part of paramount plus right. which is a better name on the whole because yes. you know uh for a myriad of reasons, but I—it's so funny because now people are starting to watch those shows. But when it was on CBS All Access, it was like I felt like it was acting into a vacuum. It was like <laughs> it's on CBS All Access. <laughs> What's that? All CBS access. All. Yeah. What do you mean? It's all yeah. access. Yeah. yeah. It's all context too. I mean, it, like you mentioned, *Handmaid's Tale*. I, I, it's a, you know, it's a as as established a hit as it as it is. um I was talking to my neighbor Armando and uh he goes so so what, what, what were you what were you doing up in canada i goes oh it's, i'm uh it's uh the handmaid's tale Hamas? i go what He goes, the hummus I go, no the handmaid's tale handmaid's he goes, tale. He goes, he goes oh, i haven't heard of it what is it i go, well, uh, it's one of well biggest shows ever <laughs> it's uh it's based on a book <laughs> i mean there was a long you know but you know i think that's always healthy to be like oh right yeah. not everybody well, these knows things, these things we think are so important are just a a flick uh just a flicker a, yeah you know it's and true they're and gone so yeah when just, one person's like oh my god that's my favorite
0: show ever i love it blah, blah, blah. the next person can be like i have no clue who you are <laughs> totally. i don't care <laughs> totally yeah i just i'm watching brady bunch repeats right now yeah. i don't know who you are yeah <laughs> um by the way quickly have you ever been starstruck and by who,
1: who? oh yeah one of the first jobs i did back in the day i was uh behind enemy lines which was owen wilson um but my scenes were all with gene hackman and you got, had all your scenes with gene hackman yeah i mean Dude. i'm just he's just barking orders to us but it's gene hackman and you know every day i was just like oh my gosh I did just, you talk to him yeah was he cool oh it was so cool so cool he he also and i had heard rumors that he was gruff and cold and stuff but he had warmed up to us we were a you know group of you know young 20 something soldiers or whatever and he was you know kind of he we were in this we spent a couple days in green rooms you know just sitting with him and one of my favorite one of my two i got two great gene hackman stories Do you want to hear both sure of go them? ahead okay you can edit out whichever um the the first one was i I met him, you know, we were sitting in the room and kind of, he's warming up because he was, you know, kind of in his work and a little, you know, kind of standoffish at first, but it warmed up to us throughout the day. And at one point they needed everybody in a shot except for Gene Hackman and this actor, Bumper, Robinson, and me. And everybody leaves and it's Gene and the two of us. And you can, I look over at Bumper and I can tell he's stewing because he's thinking what I'm thinking. We have this one moment to act ask gene hackman anything this is our golden opportunity and i'm sitting there thinking maybe i ask him maybe ask him about the conversation the 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 symbolism of the jacket in the conversation what did that i really you know and bumper robinson goes uh hey uh mr hackman um uh what was that movie you were in about um about bonnie and clyde oh no (laughs) and gene hackman looks at him and he goes, it's it Bonnie and Clyde. And Bumper goes, oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, that's right. That's right. My that's right. Gosh. And I was like, I'm not asking my question now. You've ruined Bumper, it, Pumper. That was our one shot, man. Oh my god! What was that movie? You're in? <laughs> <With> Bonnie <laughs> and Clyde. was that movie you're in? Uh... Oh man. Oh my yeah. god. And then, but it was awesome to watch him talk about acting and how he just had a very grounded, not precious viewpoint of it, which is, which is cool. Yeah. That's awesome. You know, it's yeah. funny as we speak. He's doing a signing that he never
0: does he hasn't and my friend called me and said hey I'm kind of doing the signing with him wow. is there anything you want signed whoa so I ordered a Hoosiers poster and Way a Superman go, poster yeah. and sent it to him and he's getting him signed for me dude that is huge I mean Lex from Luther Indiana has to have Alex Luther. I
1: mean you gotta got dude that is huge right and I'm from Indiana yes come on man oh, this is so great gotta do it so that's
0: gonna be a new post hopefully if he gets it done hopefully you know then I'll have it shining in here I'll I'll take oh, some poster man.
1: off, but what's the other Gene Hatman story? Oh, the other one was um maybe I shouldn't be telling this one. Huh? Well, you don't have to. No, it's okay. Uh I'm not cutting it, so you you better know. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's about okay. So <sighs> yeah, he's old. It's uh, he's, he's old. old. No, but it's about another actor. So That's he was fine. so to give a name, I won't I won't name the name, but he but somebody was we were sitting he had warmed up throughout the day, and somebody said, Hey, you worked with the uh, so-and-so, right? And he and he gave he goes, uh, they were like oh it wasn't a it wasn't a good experience And he goes he's a big hollywood movie star and he shined his gene hackman smile about you know this person and we were like well what was it and he goes well you know how far are we from the trailers you know like what a hundred a hundred feet this actor d- chose to that they 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 were you know they're like yeah that person's method right and he's like oh, i don't know what it is but it's a waste of time you know we'd be you know we were 100 feet from the trailer and she'd call to get her horse you know to so the she she could drive her horse to set 100 feet and uh i remember one time she she came up to me and she said you know um gene i got this scene and um I'm coming down the hill on this horse and i gotta i gotta you know my character was uh you know abused at a young age and uh you know that's what made her such a so gruff and you know so cold and distant and uh and you know so i i gotta you know there that's all the things and she proceeded to tell me about the whole character history for about five minutes she said so so what do you think and i said well hell if you can tell all that by coming down this hill i'd really like to see that <laughs> and i thought wow that's yeah that's gene head oh my god that is just like yeah just do the job just do the, do job, the job and go home <laughs>
0: All right, real quickly, this is fast, rapid fire. This is shit talking with Sam Yeager. Shit talking with Sam Yeager. Top tier patrons get to ask these questions. Go to patreon.com slash inside you. I love you guys. You make the show happen. Here we go. These are quick, rapid fire. Ready. Little Lisa, do you have any
1: pet peeves? Pet peeves. Pet peeves? Shoot. Oh man. So many. <laughs> so many. Uh uh pet peeves. Uh oh, uh no, no, no. I was going to say something about this is the only a uh, thing that an actor uh knows but if sometimes people come up to you and they're like i can't i just can't figure out where i know you from uh, and if that's yeah. the case don't 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 ask yeah. until you know don't ask
0: until you know because, it's uncomfortable because, yeah
1: somebody like i don't one, want to you my stuart, resume a flight attendant did it on a flight and she goes mm. i'm just trying to figure out what it is i know you from and i said this is a this is a lose-lose scenario for me because you're going to sound like a because show. i'm i'm either going to parenthood no nope. nope not nope. that i'm going to go through everything you're going to say no and then i'm just going to walk off feeling pretty dejected and I, it's just i just google me Just yeah. here's just my google name me. just <laughs> just google. how about that
0: uh bob k how is it to work with how was it to
1: work with craig t nelson awesome awesome very oh, very funny charismatic change the Changed the shape of our show, and and some of the, you know, uh, he's just a fascinating guy. Yeah, that's another guy I got so many stories about. Oh my god, you know, I love. He's come, come such a long way, but I just love him dearly.
0: Karina, yeah. and what's the best lesson you learned in this industry?
1: Hmm. uh Just come as yourself, you know you you try and you spend so much time trying to be something else trying to figure out what they want but if you just figure out what you want and who you are I mean that's a, you know that's a lofty question but no I think know.
0: it's true I think it's like I I at a young age I wanted to be Gary Oldman I want to emulate yeah. Gary Oldman I wanted to and then somebody's like there's a Gary Oldman he's right got there.
1: that yeah that's he's Gary
0: Oldman yeah be yourself totally
1: Totally. They, they don't want another whatever yeah and you're not going to be another yeah right <laughs> yeah and what's refreshing is when you don't apologize for it you say well this is who i am and you know as you know you, you come up with like a. I i have like trading cards of coping you know that i flip through every time i don't get a job and it's like one of them says yeah well fuck you guys if that's your choice go to hell or (laughs) I flip the card again and it's like oh well it just wasn't meant to be and a lot of times you know it's like the best card to flip is like hey it's not me it's not meant to be the next one will Godspeed and just kind of make peace with it
0: good attitude good attitude
1: Ryan 99 more (laughs) any fun
0: stories to share from Eli Stone and did you enjoy breaking into song and dance
1: I did enjoy breaking into song and dance, especially not knowing that 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 was going to be something we were going to do on that show as much as we did. Uh, Man, I loved, I loved, that was another show I loved working with, you know, Johnny Lee Miller, who's just a tenacious, fantastic actor. Victor Garber, Garber, and uh, man, I think that was, I I, I don't have any specific stories, but I just loved doing it, you know. Uh, It was my first series regular role, and you always remember that awesome yeah dude this has been awesome this has been great man yeah Thank you so I, lo- much I love you being me. so
0: open and 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 just fun and telling me about your life and how it all works for you and how you know it's uh i didn't know you i know i, I just it's didn't amazing. know each other we have mutual friends like erica christensen and oh you know who's the best who lives she right is. around the corner from me does she yeah she lives like a block over oh man if i didn't she's been on
1: a couple times has she yeah oh man she's adorable and I who just else from that her? show
0: dax was on on the show on the podcast oh good um God, i'd love to get craig t nelson he probably wouldn't do it he doesn't do a lot of these does he I,
1: he may be in hawaii is that where he lives i think so sometimes do yeah. you see him or hear from him ever every once in a while i'll ring him up but yeah you'll just not, you'll call
0: him or you'll text him i'll call him yeah and he'll answer
1: hey, yeah how you doing son? i try yeah. to give him a call every year he goes uh, he has his uh uh aa you know uh anniversary and so I call him up. Congratulations! Oh, uh, why well, yeah. you
0: congratulate me? I just was drinking last week. I <laughs> fucked it right. all up. That's right. <laughs>
1: the stories he tells from those golden era—I oh mean—are unbelievable. I'd love to hear so many
0: stories from Poltergeist. Oh my God! Remember when he does this thing in front of the in front of his wife? He pushes out his stomach. Goes, before, after before
1: after <laughs> he's so before, great
0: after the stomach he's great he's great uh thanks for allowing me to be inside of you today man this has been awesome I feel like I met a new friend
1: uh likewise man the fact that you're wearing a Carpe Diem shirt my wife my go. mother my mother buys me stationery because again Dead Poet Society was my favorite movie growing up oh and yeah every, every year I'll get some piece of stationery or something that has that so I was like oh that guy gets me my grandmother comes to me what is on your shirt Ah. Oh, it's
0: Carpe Diem. What is that? (laughs) Seize the day. What? It's it's Latin.
1: It's don't worry about it. Don't worry about it.
0: (laughs) What the hell is this?
1: All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, Michael. What a treat. Thank
0: you, Sam, for being so open and sweet and kind. You're a talented man. Love to have you back sometime. Tell us what you thought of Sam. If you didn't know him, um, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, and listen to the intro for all the stuff that's coming up in in our world, if so I don't have to repeat it. And thank you to my special patrons who make the show possible. They give back so much. I couldn't do this show without them. Uh, go to patreon.com/slash inside of you join today. Help the podcast out. It's the holidays, and now you got a lot to think about. But we're trying to keep this thing afloat. I see you guys at cons. I love you. Thanks for the support. I just saw a bunch of my patrons in um, San Francisco cool and uh some of them are going to columbus i'll I'll see raj and a bunch of people in pittsburgh it's such a joy to see people who listen to the podcast this one in talkville support it support me and uh i'm lucky i'm very lucky i'll just say that right now it's time for the top tier shout outs for patrons here we go ryan Nancy D, Leah S, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Nico P, Robert B, Jason W, Sophie M, Kristen K, Raj C, Joshua D, Jennifer N, Stacy L, Jamal F, Janelle B, Kimberly E, Mike E, Eldon Supremo, 99 more, Santiago Diego M, Chad D, w. w, Leanne P, Janine R, Maya P, Maddie S, Belinda N, Chris H, Dave H, Sheila G, Brad D, Ray H, correct, Tap the T, Tom N, Liliana A, Talia M, Betsy D, Chad D, this is Jen D. (sighs) Come on. Dan N, Big Stevie W, Angel M, Rhiannon C, Corey K, Deb Nexon, Michelle A, Jeremy C, Gabinator, Hmm. David C, John B, Brandy D, Camille S, Joey M, Eugene and Leah, Nikki Nikki G, Corey, Patricia, Heather L, Jake B, Megan T, Mel S, hi, Blanche. Blanche is in the room. You can hear her jingling. Orlando C, Caroline R, Christine S, Sarah S, Eric H, Shane R, Emma R, Andrew M, Zatoichi, 77. Oracle, Karina N, Amanda R, Amanda S, Jen B, Kevin E, Stephanie K, Lena 82, Jorel, Billy S, ADHD Rocks, Todd. You heard that. Luna R. Uh, again, I'm not going to say it, but uh, that's it. The patrons rock. You guys rock. I hope you stick around. I hope you don't get bored with us. And uh, I, h- I hope you can continue to support the podcast. And that's all I'll say. That's it that's about all i could say that's it yeah
1: you're biting your tongue i'm biting my
0: tongue. <laughs> uh ryan yeah. thank you for always being here
1: thank you for having me here yeah
0: it's a treat um so that's it from myself michael rosenbaum in the hollywood
1: hills of california i'm ryan tay is also wearing
0: it's black hoodie
1: day just uh if you're listening
0: oh apparently it's black hoodie day it's black hoodie day blanche just the kind of day it is oh my dog so cute i love her oh, hey a little wave to the camera we love you thanks for listening and of course as always ryan give her a nice pet hello look how cute that is ryan little blanche Hello. always be good to yourself always be be good good to yourself right always be good to yourself always be good to yourself we love you we'll see you next week spread the word